Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. evening and uh, we're live on Facebook which is uh, very interesting and we are live on the old Instagram and Danny's here nice to see you Danny CXX um, so uh, I got some quick oh hold on a minute what's that there's a thing up on you don't want that oh god um, right we're live on uh, Facebook and I used to have things I could put up, didn't I? Remember, what are the widgets? Anyway, never mind. I never, oh look, Snowfall. I never had, um, so, yes, it's, uh, if you've got any questions uh, plastic surgery related, then please chip in. If you haven't, don't worry, because I've got some. I'm going to start with this one right here. Do you remove warts? So, um, do you remove warts? Simple answer, no, because simply because it normally doesn't come to surgery. So it, warts can be removed with surgery. So it's not like they can't be removed. But we would normally get involved at quite a late stage once uh, non-surgical means had been exhausted. So most warts can be removed with surgery, um, with non-surgical means, usually um, salicylic acid, which is that white, that stuff. Um, anyone who's had children will know this. It's just it's that white stuff, or it's sort of like that stuff you put on it. It goes white, and then you put it on every day, and then you file it down and put more on it. On it, um, or you can use cryotherapy, that bird, that spray. So the, the the GPs or your doctor will be able to um, help you if you have resistant warts or lots of warts. Then maybe the dermatologist might be able to help. But most people can be treated with um, non-surgical means. In fact, a lot of the treatments you can just buy over the counter and the pharmacist will help you out. Um, so, you know, most can be treated with a pharmacist. If they're resistant and they're real problematic, really problematic, you could then move on to see a GP about it, which could try maybe the spray, the silver nitrate spray or some more invasive treatments. If they're multiple or continue to be resistant to treatment, then the next stage would be the dermatologist. And it would only be very late on that a plastic surgeon would get involved with it um, in terms of cutting them out, which would be a last uh, ditch. So the answer to question, do you remove warts? They can be removed, but um, how many? I can remember, to be honest with you, from memory, I think once <laughs> I've done it. Um, so hardly ever never say never but hardly ever the problem is they're often on difficult places like the 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 foot or the or the hand and and to, to cut a bit of skin out of the hand can be difficult because they can be difficult to close so you're much better off using non-surgical treatments which normally will sort it out you know what this question i get asked a lot i mean a lot i mean a lot you know do you do for instagram the question is do you offer vasa lipo or, or liposuction, um, and I and I and I get and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't understand why I get asked it so much because I can only think that Vaser has done a good job of marketing their uh, their machine. Um, 
because there are there are there are other forms of assisted liposuction. It's not just laser. Uh, laser, God. and that's the weird thing. Vaser is not laser. There is laser liposuction as well as vaser liposuction. So, um, so the, the the answer is no. And, and a lot of people, I, I think, tend to use the term vaser, just meaning liposuction. And I don't think. Well, I might be wrong, but I don't think they're asking because there's something tan they think there's something tangibly different between vaser and other types of liposuction so um the reason i don't often vaser liposuction there's two reasons one i haven't got a machine uh and i don't think the hospitals i work in have got a machine i don't think they have so that's number one thing you have to have the machine the the, the vaser machine um and two i i, I personally i um i haven't found a sort of need for it i think that's um um that's not to say there's not a place for it because there might be a place for it but i'm not sure about it so probably i'm not the best person to ask because i don't do it so you might say oh he's saying that because he doesn't do it um but then people who do do it might have a skewed view that way so you know i might have a skewed view about it the bottom line is liposuction is a great way to remove fat and there are assisted forms of liposuction, of which VASA is one. And the benefits of assisted forms of liposuction, um, so VASA uh, delivers ultrasound energy to the fat before you suck it out. Um, other types are, as I say, laser. So there's laser liposuction that, that uh, delivers laser energy, uh, radio frequency. There's, there's other types of liposuction which, which uh, assist before you, you suck the fat out. And I think the main, there's two benefits from them. One is that because they're sort of uh, destroying the fat in some way by delivering energy to it, you can use a smaller cannula to take the fat out. Therefore, they can often be done under um, a local anesthetic. Whereas if you do traditional liposuction like I do, I do para-assisted liposuction, it normally needs um, at, at least local sedation and often general anesthetic. And the other um, benefit of them is because they're delivering energy to the fat before you remove the fat, they say that it does give some skin retraction. And I think that is a big potential, big positive for it, for it. because certain areas I feel don't respond well to liposuction being the, the central abdomen um, and the inner thighs. Those are the two big areas really on the arms. These are areas where I really don't think um, liposuction is good because it doesn't remove the skin. And so you're left with hanging skin when you take out the fat, and that's not good. And so if there was a way to tighten that skin without cutting it out, so, you know, usually it means a tummy tuck or a thigh lift or um, an arm lift, if there would be a way to avoid that surgery, happy days. And, if, and, and so that might, so people with a modest bit of skin excess who are clearly not candidates for a tummy tuck, but want a bit of liposuction, um vaser might have a role there and i tell people that and what i always say to them is look for someone who does vaser look to see if they're getting good results and if they're getting good results and it seems like a reasonable thing go for it um so i you know i'm quite open about that in those areas where people have got potentially going to have redundant skin and they're not a candidate for a skin excisional procedure be it a tummy tuck thigh lift or an arm lift then one of the assisted forms of liposuction might do it um, the problem I've got is I think, I think, might be wrong, take me up on this if you're a VASA practitioner, I think the results are often quite subtle and um, and that's what worries me. 
Also, because it's delivering energy to the fat, you, I'm always worried that they're going to burn. This could potentially burn the skin. I have seen some bad burns from these uh, types of uh, liposuction. Admittedly, they're old. That was maybe, you know, and again, people who might do it today might say, well, that's old fashioned. They've got ways of protecting the skin and making sure the temperature of the skin doesn't get too hot. So then that might not be a, a, a risk these days. But that is in the back of my mind. I have seen some bad um, results from that. So, um, but anyway, so I don't offer it. I do power-assisted liposuction. I do offer a, an assisted form of liposuction, but it's power-assisted, which means it goes backwards and forwards. Um, it doesn't actually deliver energy to the fat before you remove it. Um, and I feel that I can do everything I need to do with that. Whether vasoliposuction liposuction gives a tangibly different result remains to be seen and um, is probably best off speaking to someone who does VASA who will say to you look this is VASA this is non-VASA this is why VASA is good but um, but as I say I don't know why it always seems to be VASA so there are other types smart lipo and um, body is body tight a liposuction anyway there's lots of different types um, hey ho but there you go so yeah don't do it uh, Maxine is got on to Facebook Oh, look at this. Look at this, Mag. What's the difference between having a tummy tuck and lipo? So the big difference is, Maxine, there's quite a big difference. Um, so the big difference between um, tummy tuck and lipo is that lipo is a lot less invasive. Lipo makes tiny little stab incisions. You put a liposuction cannula in and you suck out the fat. Um, the, the problem is it doesn't remove any skin. So the reason people need a tummy tuck often is, well, the two reasons are pregnancy and weight loss. So weight loss, if you like, is sort of doing the equivalent of, of, of um, liposuction. It just removes the fat, the fat goes. And the reason you need a tummy tuck after weight loss is because the skin doesn't recoil. That is the problem. And the, and the central tummy is an area where the skin doesn't tend to recoil. Other areas, it does tend to recoil better, outer thighs, um, you know, not so much the inner thighs, but there are some areas where the skin doesn't recoil. That's why people need these excisional procedures of which tummy tuck is, is one. So tummy tuck is an excisional procedure where skin is excised. A liposuction, no skin is excised. So tummy tuck is a much bigger procedure because it gives you a big scar along the, the lower abdomen, but it cuts skin out. But that's why these operations exist. That's why inner thigh lifts, you don't get an outer thigh lift because the skin on the outer thigh tends to recoil. That's why liposuction is good for the outer thigh because the skin tends to recoil. But it's not so good for the inner thigh because the skin doesn't recoil. Same with the arms. That's why arm lifts exist because um, uh, the skin tends not to recoil. So there's there's actually quite a big difference between a tummy tuck and um, liposuction uh, in that a tummy tuck is a much bigger operation. There's much more downtime. There's much more scarring. There's much more risks in terms of wound healing, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of bad things about a tummy tuck compared to a lipo. The main good thing is it takes the skin out and it tightens that skin and it really can transform the look of your abdomen in a way that uh, there's no way lipo can do, even like this vaser and things like that, that people say cause skin retraction. It's never going to be as good as a tummy tuck, no way. Whether there's a place for it between those people who aren't candidates for tummy tuck, but what lipo maybe in my practice i pretty much don't do liposuction to the to the tummy but pretty much just don't do it you know because it just it doesn't give good results oh my god i've got low power on my phone how how, how schoolboy is that um don't worry guys 
It's all right. It's okay. I've done this before. I'm a pro. It's okay. Just talk once you start. Just put the power in. There you go. Power's in. There you go. Why is that flashing? Why is the microphone flashing? Is, is everything working on um, Instagram? The microphones, I've got a red flashing light. Does anyone know? Does anyone know what? Look at this. I've got a red. You can see that. That red flashing light in the corner. What's that mean? So the corner of the, of the see that's the instrument. God. Anyway, anyone on Facebook know what that means? I've stopped now. Oh god. Anyway, push on, push on. Okay, so uh yeah, big difference in uh tummy tuck and, and uh lipo. Similar theme, Sahib. Thank you, Sahib, for tying in. It's almost like we've planned this. Um, do you offer liposuction on the upper abdomen with a tummy tuck? Very good question. So that, Sahib, is um, one of the big differences between a or one of the one of the things that they talk about a Brazilian tummy tuck. I don't know if you've heard of a Brazilian tummy tuck. People talk about the Brazilian tummy tuck. Um, and I, and I did a blog post about it saying, look, it's just a tummy tuck. It's not really, that's not much different about it. But one of the differences is whether you do liposuction to the upper abdomen to this bit here. And the answer to your question, Sahib, I do not do liposuction to the upper abdomen with a tummy tuck. So I worry that the skin flap, the vascularity, the blood supply of that skin flap will be compromised because that skin flap is being pulled down when you do a tummy tuck. And I worry it's going to compromise the healing of the skin. Also, it's very rarely needed because even if you feel like you've got a bit of fullness above your belly button, it gets stretched. So the skin that goes from your rib cage to your belly button gets stretched all the way down. So actually, even if you feel like you've got a bit of fullness there, that gets pulled down. Again, it's really massive weight loss patients who maybe have rolls of fat there and have got a lot of fat up there. Um, and so in those situations, I would recommend a tummy tuck later. Uh, not a tummy tuck, a liposuction later. I would do the tummy tuck and I would do liposuction to the upper abdomen later. Personally, I wouldn't do liposuction to the upper abdomen at the time of a tummy tuck. Personal view, I know some surgeons do do it and presumably they don't get wound healing problems. Otherwise, I wouldn't keep on doing it. Um, I'm just worried about damaging the vascularity, number one. And number two, to be honest with you, I very rarely see a candidate for it. Very rarely. Because most people, even though they feel they've got fullness there, once it gets pulled down, there's not as much fullness as, as they thought there was going to be. But lovely question, Sahib and Maxine. Gold stars, both of you. If I could thumbs up, I would. Well, I can. There you go. Double thumbs up. Um... <clears throat> now, Liz, if there's more than double thumbs up, Liz has used the Ask JJ hashtag. People, I'm just saying, you know, well done, Liz. Thank you for that. Hashtag Ask JJ. I can all start. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm ignoring. Oh, I'm ignoring it. Sorry. I'm ignoring Instagram. Uh, and there's messages on Instagram and I've neglected it. Right. Sorry. Oh, no sound. I've lost your sound. Oh, Instagram. The the um, 
the microphone uh the microphone thing was flashing i don't know what that meant but it obviously meant no sound so is the sound working now a stargazer you yeah you're lucky i haven't answered your question yet so technical difficulties on instagram there sorry is it real? um okay liz it's all the excitement it's all the excitement of the night so liz i'm going to answer your question now hashtag ask jj is there anything I can do to ease the discomfort I feel where I had lipo to my waist. I can't describe the feeling, but it's sore and tender. I'm four weeks post-op. Um, not really, Liz. I mean, did uh, are you my patient? If you're my patient, we'd have given you a binder. Did we give you a binder? Anyway, uh, whoever's patient you are, you, you should have. A, uh, have you got some kind of support? If you haven't got some kind of support, what is good is, um, you know those big pants you get? Well, First thing, if you're not my patient, Liz, you should speak to your surgeon. That's the first thing. If you are my patient, speak to me, which you are doing, which is good. Carry on. But if you're not, speak to your surgeon. But um, if you haven't got a binder or, or a support garment, then the um, big pants, you know, the big pants, the big figure-hugging pants you get in M&S and uh, other outlets, then uh, they can give you some nice support. And I know a lot of when I say that to people, they often say, look, I'm having this surgery, so I don't need to wear these big pants. Um, but I understand that. But just when the immediate post-operative period, this big pants can be helpful. So, um, yeah, big pants is uh, what I'm saying, slash support garment, slash torture surgeon. But it can be uncomfortable, Liz, and four weeks is not long post-op. I've got to be honest with you. It can be uncomfortable. Uh, <clears throat> uh thank you thank you thank you all thank you all thank you all for your uh questions now instagram have i got sound instagram can you can you hear me instagram it's the sound it's back back again right we assume the sound's working stargazer's got a question stargazer what you got I have quite slack tissue in my breasts. Current implants are under the muscle, but would like over. I'm worried they would cause my already stretched skin to sag quicker. Am I right? I'm quite... Oh, here we go. Second part. Sternal notch to nipple current at 22, so not really saggy at present, but pre-childbirth, so worried this would contribute also. Yeah, so... Yes, we can hear, so you can hear. So yeah, the um, uh, nipple to sternal notch distance, so that's uh, the measurement we make from here to the nipple, which is a good uh, a good marker of um, of the droop to your breast. So your nipple to sternal notch is 22, so that's absolutely right. There's no no sag there, stargazer. So um, current implants are under the muscle. You would like them to be over. A worry they've caused my already stretched skin to sag quicker. No, no, you're not right, um, stargazer. The thing that sags, stargazer, is your breast. So your breast usually sags um, and the implant stays where it is often. And uh, like you just said, pre-childbirth, if you have children, that will make your breast sag uh, or potentially might make your breast sag. And also if you um, put on and lose weight, those two things are going to make your breast sag. So um, having the implants under or over the muscle is irrelevant. The muscle can actually hold the implant high sometimes. So you could look like your breast is sagging more, but um, that's not a not a, an issue. Um, the issue is 
the only thing I would be worried about, which is probably a slightly different thing, is I would be questioning why they put the implants under the muscle in the first instance, because you're now considering having them on top of the muscle. So I'm, I'm sort of assuming you're quite slim without much subcutaneous cover over your chest. And if that's the case, you've got an increased risk of rippling or seeing or feeling the edges of the implant if you put them on top of the muscle, although you have got benefits of putting them on top of the muscle in that the um, they're less likely to sit high and wide and animation if you if you do the gym, etc. But I'm assuming you've got a reason to want them on top of the muscle. Um, but in terms of the sag, um, no. The only thing is, you know, obviously if you go for bigger implants, that might be an issue. But just changing from under to over is absolutely fine. Um, your skin will sag at the same rate whether the implants are on top of or beneath the muscle. <clears throat> and it doesn't sound like they're sagging at all, Stargate. Sometimes you're like being a bit harsh on yourself. Nipples turn a lot distance 22 centimeters. Oh, not sag at all there. Um, I hope that's all right, Stargazer. Hope the video, hope the audio's working all right on the Instagram. Hope the audio's all right. Hope you heard that. Gastric Fantastics in. Gastric Fantastic is the audio. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. My microphone was flushing earlier, so I think there was a problem, but I think I'm all right now. Um, right. No comment. Can you hear me? Oh, they're sitting high and wide. Went in to have them changed, but woke up with unders again. Oh, that's yeah. High, sitting high and wide is a problem with putting them under. When it's, so you went in to have them changed to put them over, and you woke up and they were under again. That's all good. Um, yeah, it's a balance, Stargazer. What I would say to Stargazer is no one's trying to harm you. And I think they're probably trying to do the right thing, whoever whoever did that. They probably thought, oh, they're worried the rippling. I mean, they really should have talked to you about this before, shouldn't they? That's the problem. Communication. Um, they should have talked to you about that before because, you know, there are benefits in putting them under the muscle, no question. There are benefits, particularly in very slim people. But um, there are also risks, and you are suffering from the risks because you are having them high and wide, each other. Having said that, Stargazer, again, again, it's not to defend anyone because they need to communicate with you. But, you know, if they are sitting high and wide and they need to be under the muscle, because I, I, you know, full disclosure, I have, to do, I have to lower a set of implants. I normally say about once a year, which I think is probably about right. Um, about once a year after lower a set of implants, they're pretty much always under the muscle. But I don't necessarily change them to over the muscle. You can lower a set of implants and keep them under the muscle. You just have to release more of the muscle. Similarly, if they're sitting wide, they maybe didn't release the cleavage enough. So you can go back, you know, it wouldn't be unreasonable to go back and revise the pocket and try and release more of the pocket immediately, but to release more of the muscle inferiorly, try not to release too much, but um, to try and make the pocket better and make them sit less high and wide but um you know if you were expecting them to go from submuscular to subglandular and they didn't then that's obviously a problem but um but yeah that is uh that is an issue well i'll still that question up um uh i knew my member Anne had a thigh lift 12 days ago and one is still weeping badly is that normal um I wouldn't say it's normal gastric fantastic. I wouldn't say it's normal, but I would say it can be a thing. And particularly with the thigh lift, particularly if the, if the scar's up in the groin, um, because that is a bad place for healing. Now, the good thing is it's hidden. 
so that is the good thing about that scar up in your groin but it often does it often takes a long time to heal because you're walking so it's moving all the time because you're walking you get that movement it's hot it's sweaty it's a bad place for wounds and wound healing is a problem but gastric fantastic you know what i'm going to say always best to stick with your surgeon so she should be speaking to your surgeon working with the surgeon making sure she can be clean dressed whether she's allowed to shower and wash whether she's going to change the dressing herself um, because if it's weeping a lot, I'm assuming that dressing is getting wet. So this is where wound management comes in, you know. So I think I wouldn't. I don't think that's you know crazy or normal. To be honest with you, I think that's is a thing with a with a thigh lift. Um, but it is does need to be you know managed because you've got to you know you worry about infection and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's abnormal gastric. Um, and good luck to her. Good luck to uh, your member Anne. Good luck Anne. Do you do any kind of bum enhancement surgery? Hashtag ask JJ. Nice. No, Danny. I don't. Nil. Niente. Um, no, I just I just never really embraced it. The, 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 uh, the fat grafting has all become a bit. If I did any. Well, no, I was going to say I was, if I did anything, I did fat grafting. I might, I might say that back. But anyway, the fat grafting has all been a bit like oh, doom and gloom because all these people died. Um, there's a whole group of surgeons says it's fine and the mortality's you know not out with normal realms and there's a whole some people say it's really bad and all that so anyway we're not supposed to do it basically the fat grafting some would say that um going back to implants which were the things they did before it before fat grafting and uh, you know i've seen people present who do a lot who say you know if you're doing breast implants it you know you should be able to do it although there is a learning curve with anything um, but I just not, I just don't want to get on the learning curve, Danny, if I'm quite honest with you. So no, I don't, I think, you know, and I don't think many people do in this country. I don't think many people do. Again, talk to people who do a lot of it, say the fact that we don't offer it means that we're not seeing the patients. So we think there's not a market for it, but what they'll say is when you start offering it, there is a market for it. So I, I imagine there might well be a market for it, but, um, no, I don't. I don't, Danny. Sorry. Stargazer. I do have a handful, so to speak. So they should be okay, theoretically. To be honest with you, Stargazer, the bigger your breasts, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the breasts now, the more they're going to droop over time. So the more they'll be acting on by gravity, regardless of the implants. So in that respect, the bigger they are, the worse in that respect. He's on holiday. He's on holiday, the weeping thing. Okay, so has he got someone covering? Mm. Local hospital said it's a blood blister. Okay, sorry I meant surgeon on holiday. Lol, ask JJ, and thanks for reply. You're welcome. Um, and when we're supposed to have people covering when we go on holiday. Um, so, um, but anyway, yeah, I think 12 days is not bad. But I think, has he got a nurse or something who can look after you? So I think, if you, or, or Anne, Anne needs to be looked after by someone because... You know, she needs wound management if, if it's weeping and the thighs are difficult areas which are prone to wound breakdown and infection. Powerful meaning I should be okay with overs. Well, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. The other thing, you'll look for the soft tissue cover in your chest as well, Sargazer. So, you know, when you can see the ribs and stuff, I think, oh, should I be going under? So I'd be looking at your chest here to see whether you've got enough cover. But, yeah, if you've got a fair bit of breast tissue, that's helpful. But there must be a reason why they both put them under before. So it's like, mm, unless you wait, you put on weight since you had the original surgery, maybe. That might be a thing. Might be. Mm. Um, 
Do a question over here if that's okay. Um, what is the difference between a 15 minute and a full consultation? So the 15 minute ones are usually uh, virtual, so like this. Um, the fulls can be virtual too. We do do virtual full consultations, but the full virtual consultations include an in-person consultation where we examine you. So that's one big difference. The full, whether they're fully is done virtually or not, um, it includes an in-person one where you'll be examined. The other thing, the full, <clears throat> the 15 minute one is really what I would say is a chat to answer your questions a bit like this, to be quite honest with you. Um, so you can save yourself 35 quid and come on here and ask me questions if you want. But it's just a chat to ask questions, and, you know, with, if it's my, I'm your surgeon, fine. If one of the others is a surgeon, that's fine too. But um, it's just a chat. Ask, ask uh, questions and we can, you know, talk about what's involved and stuff like that. Um, the full one is a bit long, well, is longer, not, um, uh, talk about before and afters, talk about um, risks, complications, what's involved with the surgery. It's, a, it's basically more involved, basically, bottom line. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a bigger, um, it's a bigger, bigger deal, uh, a full one. Um, so... Yeah, is everything all right with the internet? <laughs> it's, it's an awful feeling. So yeah, a full one is a longer consultation and includes an in-person consultation at the clinic. You don't have to come back if you it you don't have to come to the clinic if you've got a problem with implants or something like that. But mo mostly, if you tummy tuck, breast implants and things like that, then um, then it's usually good to come to the clinic. We examine you. We can look at your tissues. You know, with the full virtual, you can send us a photo and we can give you an idea. But there's no um substitute for an in-person consultation which you get with the full consultation and the other thing about a full one is the full one um we're looking at renaming it actually from a full consultation to the clinic passport because actually when you come for a full consultation um however you come into that whether it be a virtual or a full uh, or a um in person it includes the follow-up consultation so you can come back so if you come you've got a problem with the implants you can come back in a year we'll check you out every year so if you come and you want to talk about implant sizing or something you can come back next week and do it again and again and again so the full one sort of unlocks that for the clinic that opening to come back as often as you want before and after surgery so even if you don't have surgery you can come back if you you know thinking of having something done you're not sure come back in a few months time we'll talk about it again um or if you, if you think, I definitely want to have something done, but, you know, there was too much information on the clinic, that clinic, come back to another, come back next week, we'll go over it all again. So the full one sort of un unlocks that. So uh, that is another big difference, you know, full and the, and the 15 minute. And so that's why I thought that's, it's not really a consultation, because it, that's why I've been thinking about calling it clinic passport, because it sort of un unlocks the, the, the clinic to, to come back as often as you want. So there is, there is quite a big difference there as well uh what's going on and paul are your implants too wide if they're causing a farting type noise when your arm hits down off them it's caused from a vacuum in the space in my arm <clears throat> it's really embarrassing sometimes so i'm thinking they're just too wide for my frame the farting noise stargazer is usually immediately post-op because there's air trapped in the pocket and you often get farting noise or um squelching perhaps better way of putting it but uh, i know what you mean 
Um, so that's usually immediately post-op stargazer. Are you are you quite soon post-op, like in the first few weeks? Because the, the, that that noise is usually associated with the first few weeks post-op, rather than you know later. The is different to that noise. This is external. Oh, like when people do that, I can't do it. Some can do it like that. No, is it? Um, whether they're too. Um, so there's two things here. Um, so they might be too far apart. If that, that's a cosmetic thing, you'd have to look at the width of your frame, and that's really important to get the width of oh, 18 months post op width right. Because if they are the, the width might be um, right, but they might be too wide. Hence the wide the muscle thing, or the implants might be too wide as well, or, or both. So you know. Um, if the cleavage is wide and they're sticking out too much, I mean, you could medialize the whole thing and they'd and they'd look all they'd look all right. I mean, I think what I'm trying to say is you need to be examined and, and measured and see if it's if the problem is is simply the implants are too wide, but they were they were the right choice for your frame in that they were the right width, or were the implants too wide as well, which is going to exacerbate the problem because even if the if the cleavage is a little bit off and they're a little bit wide, the cleavage, if you've also got a wide implant, that's going to stick out even further. On the width, so that's if you're going to have something done, those are the things you'd have to look at. Whether you're going to go for a narrower implant, um, or whether it's enough just to medialize the implants. Um, yeah, park a bus in the middle, so maybe they're just too far apart. Yeah, those really wide cleavages, stargazer, is usually when they're under the muscle and they haven't released the muscle enough. And I can totally understand. I, being a surgeon, I can totally sympathise why people don't release the muscle enough because there are big blood blood vessels here and when i did um breast reconstruction i used to take some tissue from the tummy and and, and put it onto the breast and i would use the I'd take a rib out and use those big blood vessels to plumb it in and one of those blood vessels would supply a huge amount of skin so there are really big perforating blood vessels there and so when you're doing that dissection under the muscle it is a worry you know i think we've all had it where you nicked one of those blood vessels and it's bled a lot and it is and it is you know difficult to control and all that so therefore people can sometimes worry about releasing it's not easy to think well get the implant in should be all right you know without releasing the muscle enough so you have to really work to release the muscle when you're putting them under the muscle um otherwise yeah it contracts and pulls them wide and, and it looks like you can park a bus there so um I, i've got to be honest with you stargazer i can sympathize with your surgeon but at the same time it doesn't help you does it because you don't you don't like the look of it so i think sometimes you have to be bold and go there and think i'm going to release that muscle and um just be really careful about it look for the blood vessels before they start bleeding and you know just be really careful about it but um but yeah that's that, it sounds like you definitely got a width uh, a, a muscle pushing the implants wide problem and then you'd have to look at the width of the implant to see if it's the right width for your frame um yeah sorry you got a problem stargazer it's um it's difficult when breast implant surgery is not without its um problems oh hold on a minute sorry when in <clears throat> went in for a revision because of this decided for overs and woke up with that's not good is it stargazer unless they gave you a good reason did they give you a good reason why that happened um i mean i'm trying to think if i've ever changed this you know there's 
not many reasons why you would say to someone before I'm going to put them from under to over and then not do it. Um, can't I can't I can't um, what's the word justifier? I can't I can't sort of I can't understand why that that will be done. Not enough tissue apparently. Yeah, but you can assess that pre-op. Should really be assess that pre-op. I would suggest you don't have to suggest you don't have you don't um, discover that intraoperatively. That's something that you would say pre-op. You haven't got enough tissue. I'm going to keep them under. You wouldn't say well. Anyway, never. I don't know. I'm I'm not in their shoes. Anyway, that's I can see how you're annoyed about that uh, stargazer. But, um, yeah. Anyway, tricky, tricky, tricky one. That yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is cheese. Did they did they say they tried to medialize the pocket and 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 release the muscle more to lower it though? I mean, as I say, they should still be able to release the muscle even if they didn't change the plane. They should have tried to correct your problems by um, releasing that muscle medially and and inferiorly to to let the implant sit down and medial. But uh, maybe that didn't happen. In which case, what do they do? Um, anyway, uh, here we go. Do you um, do you accept NHS referrals? No, I don't accept NHS referrals. Um, I left the NHS in 2012. Um, there are places private places that do what's called choose and book where you can have nhs treatment at that place at the private hospital um, and i know private places do do that but i don't do that because that's usually for stuff like hernia repairs and you know things like that um, because the, all the work that i do is mainly it's well it's breast and body contouring it's, it's cosmetic and so the NHS don't do that work, I guess. So there's, you wouldn't get referred by the NHS to see me because all I do is um, cosmetic breast and body um, contouring. The only thing I guess would be moles and things like that. Um, but no, we don't. Uh, we don't do any. It's fully private, self-pay. Um, we don't accept any NHS uh, referrals as I say, simply because the things that we treat are not covered on, on the NHS, breast lifts, breast reductions, breast implants, tummy tucks, these things are not covered on the, uh, on the NHS. Um, so it's, it's not like, you know, that's just it. Yeah. Just do private, just do private work. Don't do any NHS work. Um, so, uh, thanks for your advice. Helps me to understand it better. They said they did, but the results don't show that. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky, Stargazer. I, I, I can see, but I can definitely see both sides, and I can definitely see your side. How you could be cheesed off and think these blinking surgeons are, you know, don't know what they're doing. But I can also see the surgeon side that they're, you know, trying to do. It's, it's, it's difficult under the muscle. People often say, oh, under the muscle is more natural, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you can have problems like you're having with under the muscle. So yeah, it is difficult and. Um, it's difficult when you have problems. But I'm sure they did try. Jackie cries. Where you been, girl? Where you been? What time is it? 7.45, Jackie. What are you playing at? Honestly. God, dear, you've been watching a football, haven't you? 
honestly. That's why the numbers are down, isn't it? It's a football. It's not a football, it's the post-football stuff. Um, right. Well, I'm out of questions already. Jackie, you just arrived. I'm out of questions. I do have some. I'm out. I'm declaring myself out of questions. Anyone got any more questions? Stargaze, you got anything? Maxine, Sahib, got anything? Right, without further ado, I've got to end these a bit more professionally. Don't you think? Not very professional saying you've got any questions. I'm just going to end it in a professional way. Right. Oh, God, sorry, I've got to go. Is that the time? I've got another appointment, very busy man. So um, I've got to go to my other appointment. So if you have any questions, please post them here, here, or here, or, or there. And I'll answer them next week, 7 o'clock, right here on Instagram and right there on Facebook and YouTube. Where's YouTube? YouTube's there as well, isn't it? Um, I'll leave you be. Stargazer, you've 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 buoyed this up, so thank you for your questions. And uh, you know, I don't know what to say because I was going to say I hope it settles, but it's been a few months, hasn't it? Um, have a nice evening, Maxine. Lovely, good. Uh, you too, Maxine. You too, Stargazy. Um, <laughs> don't worry, Jackie. Don't worry. Um, thank you, Jackie. And I will see you all next week. I'm going to check out Facebook by pressing this button here. I'm going to check out. Oh no! I'm going to check out YouTube, uh, Instagram. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag #AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.